From Finance and Commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. Above all, it's a show about what's next, creativity, and the innovation and technology that are changing how we work and shaping the future of business throughout our state. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers who may challenge the status quo, but also make their dreams a reality. I'm Joel Shetler, your host and editor of Finance and Commerce, Minnesota's oldest business newspaper and online publication. Thanks so much for joining me. There's nothing like starting a new job in the middle of a global pandemic, and then hitting the ground running with oversight of a game-changing $1 billion plus development at a former auto plant site. So it is for Maureen Machowski, who joined Minneapolis-based Ryan Companies in mid-March, just when the coronavirus was heating up. As executive in charge of the Ford site redevelopment in St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, she's putting her talents to use on a project that will create thousands of new homes and other uses on a 122-acre property. A graduate of McAllister College, Machalski came to Ryan from Schaefer Richardson, where she was a project manager and director of development. Previously, she was a project manager at Aon. Machalski is a board member of the National Association of Industrial and Office Properties, Minnesota chapter, and is the chair of the McAllister College High Winds Fund, which aims to, quote, maintain and improve the beauty, serenity, and security of the area surrounding the campus of McAllister College. In the following interview, Machalski talks about the Ford site redevelopment, what attracted her to Ryan Companies, and how she got into the commercial real estate business. Well, thanks again, Maureen, for um, joining me here. And, um, you know, just looking back at, at your resume, you have, I see, a wealth of experience in um, project management and uh, director of de- development with Schaefer Richardson and now, of course, with uh, with Ryan as vice president of development. And um, can you, um, I guess, first of all, how long have you been with, with Ryan now? Uh, 60 days I've been with Ryan. So I started on March 16th, um, which uh, most people will remember that time because, of, of course, the world changed a bit, <laughs> kind of right around then with yeah. the, the COVID-19. So I've, I've been so almost 60 days or at 60 days actually at Ryan right now. Well, that was quite a time to uh, make an adjustment to a new new job. Did you just jump right in, though, and hit the ground running? Absolutely. Uh, the you know Ryan is obviously a great organization that is uh, well set up for uh, anything that uh, it gets thrown at it in terms of um, tech needs or, or or working and and flexibility. And so uh, the team and and I have everyone's been able to really uh, quickly uh, change up and uh, work remotely and be successful in that. So that's been been great that uh, they Ryan was set up so well uh, in advance for any kind of scenario like that so great and before we get into specific projects you're working on now I was wondering if you could just talk a little bit about uh, sort of what what attracted you to this opportunity to join Ryan so um, first and foremost I would say you know, the reputation of the organization for integrity and a commitment to excellence uh, 
not only from the organization, but the team members individually. And, uh, you know, there's, there's so many incredible professionals at Ryan and, uh, I've always been impressed by the team's creativity, um, and also how they engage with their partners and, and build relationships. Uh, you know, I've interacted with, with team members uh, as a fellow developer outside the organization, but also how they uh, conduct themselves in the community uh, is, is, is just, I think, is uh, very, uh, very strong and with a um, commitment to excellence. So, you know, that was one of the main things that attracted me to, to joining the company. Um, obviously, the, you know, Tony Bronco is a, a great leader, uh, Mike Ryan as well who have made uh, significant accomplishments in their careers. And um, the chance to, to work with those folks was was uh, really interesting to me. Also, of course, uh, the chance to work on uh, the Ford redevelopment site, which is, uh, you know, a project of regional significance and not something that is uh, happens frequently. And so the, you know, the amount of, uh, care that Ryan has shown with the community, of course, and the city partners and other stakeholders in planning uh, for that development of that 122-acre site uh, is is really uh, just one of the main things that drew me to the to the organization, the opportunity to work with the community, to work with our partners, and to work on such a um, impactful. Uh, development. Yeah, and uh, I think impactful is a good word. I was just listening to a webinar um, just uh, today, actually. Um, some economists from Dodge Data and Analytics were talking about uh, the, the Midwest uh, construction economy and kind of looking at, uh, you know, what, what might be in the future as well as the situation today. And, uh, of course, things are uh, kind of grim in a lot of ways now with the COVID-19 thing. But one thing that one of the economists pointed out, specifically as a as a sort of a, a bright spot or a, a, a sliver of hope, I think is how he put it, was the Ford site redevelopment, not just in the Twin Cities market, but in the Midwest as a region, as kind of a bright spot that's really um, standing out. So. Uh, I guess what, first of all, what what can you tell us just for those of us who might be listening on the podcast who who maybe aren't super familiar with it, um, can you talk a little bit about some of the high points of that project and, and, and where it stands now? Sure. Well, the the, the Ford redevelopment uh, in Highland Park is 122 acres, and uh, it's been in the making for a very long time. Uh, Ford uh, ceased their operations in 2011 at the site, and really ever ever since then and prior to then, uh, the first, you know, the city and the community uh, went through a variety of uh, conversations and planning efforts to get to a master plan, uh, which really came together uh, in 2017, which uh, focused on a variety of things. But the three, I, I think, main goals of the plan were, uh, you know, public space, affordable housing and then other you know economic and community goals are kind of the 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 really the focus of the the development as we see it and 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 how we're moving forward you know it it will bring 
you know, approximately 3,800 housing units uh, to the area that are a variety of different types, uh, affordable housing, market rate housing, for sale product, uh, everywhere from the, you know, uh, multifamily apartment type of product all the way to a single family home product. So there's all all things for all different uh, 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 residents at the site. Mm-hmm. Also, a significant amount of uh, commercial space, approximately 265,000 square feet of office space and 150,000 square feet of retail space. So, um, you know, those are some of the key metrics. And, and that's just a really, really big project uh, for a community that, you know, it's essentially an infill site because of the community already existing around it. So the, the really the key thing for us is, as we continue, is really integrating um, the the redevelopment site with the surrounding community so that it feels like a seamless transition from the new new development that's happening and the community outside of it. You know, there'll be uh, over 50 acres of public spaces in the in the development when it's complete, which includes a very large uh, central uh, stormwater feature, which uh, basically aggregates the stormwater from the site and manages it in a really beautiful way in the center where people can recreate on and around it. Um, it's just stunning, and there's there's really nothing like it uh, in the in the Twin Cities and in the region. And so things like that that are innovative, a uh, variety of parks that will be there, public parks um, that will be both uh, passive parks where people can, you know, walk and, and enjoy it that way or to, you know, be more engaged in, in physical pursuits uh, with a more program, program spaces. So um, there's just a lot going on. And, of course, there's uh, we recently deeded um, in the last and uh, early part of May, we recently deleted, deeded, deeded excuse me, um, some land to Highland Ball and uh, for that nonprofit organization to operate two of the uh, baseball fields that are on the eastern portion of the site. And so those will remain and continue uh, to operate for the Little League uh, community. So there's there's just so many different things going on at the site, which is what makes it exciting. And, you know, there's over 100 men and women in, at Ryan working on this project alone and obviously multiple people from other stakeholders, um, you know, city partners uh, and others. So yeah. it's a huge team effort. <laughs> huge yeah, team absolutely. Effort. It's, it's, it, and it's a great location. It'll be a lot of fun, too. I used to live in Highland Park back in the 90s, and uh, just such a great area and a great location. It'll be fun to see that all um, come together. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, what uh, what's it like working on a project of, of that complexity, all those different elements that you mentioned and just a lot of different layers to it? Uh, what how, how challenging is that? Well, you know, it's um, – so any given development requires synthesizing different perspectives of the experts and stakeholders. And – with any development, there are myriad opportunities to, you know, move through problems to solutions. So it, in that sense, it is, is like any other uh, project. It just is on a larger scale. Um, you know, it's um, really energizing for me personally to work on a project that has such a 
accomplished uh, team, and not both internally in, internally to Ryan and externally as well. Um, you know that that partnership is just really what's the the glue that holds the project together, and it allows it will allow the project to be successful. So it's all those experts that come to the table and add to the team that um, just make it really invigorating and, and will make a wonderful product at the end um, that the community uh, and new residents and existing residents can can enjoy and, and um, you know, be, everyone can be proud of. So. Great. Uh, what do, Can you give us an idea of what's happening at that site just as we speak and, and when we might start to see some vertical construction happening? Sure, yeah. So uh, at the moment, uh, we are doing um, some mass, we've begun to do some mass grading at the site. Mm -hmm. So that is happening. So there, you know, are, uh, there are, there is equipment out there moving earth, right? Um, And we will continue uh, to work through the infrastructure at the project uh, in the next, you know, through 2021. So that'll be you know, people will see, you know, movement in that regard. And then in terms of vertical development, we've got um, uh, some vertical projects that will be starting entitlements uh, here. Oh. Sorry, I'm sorry. Hold on one second. Sorry. Sorry about that, Brian. Um, I got distracted. I thought my phone dropped off and I had to, (laughs) (laughs) I thought it dropped you off and I was was concerned for a moment there. Um, So anyway, the vertical developments will be starting to do, um, you know, folks will start seeing some vertical developments coming through the entitlement process here uh, shortly. And um, so we expect that will happen, um, you know, in the coming months. So there will be some continue to be some more activity, and then meanwhile we're working with our our partners, um, and we'll have some you know important announcements in the next month or two as well to to that we'll be ready to um, share then uh, about some other exciting things happening on the site. Okay, has there been a lot of interest from a sort of a uh, among potential tenants, uh, retail and commercial tenants? Yeah, you know, um, there is there is been an, there has been interest uh, with different uh, users. I'd say just across the board, um, you know, from any any product type really, um, and so that's been exciting. And obviously, that will uh, continue to drive our planning and refine refine the planning that we've done uh, with the with the community thus far. Okay. Well, I was wondering if you could, uh, obviously we're going through some really challenging times now with the whole COVID-19, and, and uh, I'm hearing that a lot of um, private uh, development is starting to slow down as people start to, you know, just want to take a step back and, and see what's going to be happening. But what what are your, um, I guess, thoughts on the state of the industry now um, in this COVID-19 era and um what do you see? What do you see happening? Um, how is this going to shake out? Yeah. Well, I, I I'd say first and foremost that it's it's too early to tell. I mean, I mentioned that you know I started uh, in March, mid March at Ryan, and that's really when I think everyone 
you know, kind of recognized that weekend where Minnesota started feeling like, oh, okay, COVID is is a thing that we need to be is going to be impacting us and in, in our community. And so, you know, 60 days out, it's just it's too early to see uh, what the impact will be on the uh, on uh, development and in and, and specific sectors. I think for Ryan, um, you know, we've uh, we've been at a fit for being a national company with a diverse range of customers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because we have those close relationships with our customers, we've been, that's been really important for us to assist them in these difficult times. Um, and so, you know, th- there has been uh, very little impact to our overall business because of that uh, diversity in, in customers and our, in our uh, size and uh, national uh, footprint. In terms of the impact on the Ford site, um, it obviously has been, always envisioned as a long-term development mm-hmm. and we anticipated to go through, you know, one or two downturns during, during the development and have a plan accordingly for that. So, um, but, you know, we've had positive momentum, as I stated earlier, we've had positive momentum recently on the Ford site with a couple of land sales to our affordable partners, uh, uh, Common Bond and PPL, who will be um, going in for their funding applications to, to do their vertical developments on the site. Um, so we hopefully will get those uh, rolling in, in uh, next year early once they get their funding in place. Mm-hmm. And then that recent uh, land donation to Highland Ball, um, along with the other uh, infrastructure that work that's happening on the site. So, you know, uh, we're seeing, we're seeing progress. Well, good to hear that things are still moving along there. Um, and, but uh, can you uh, just to back up a little bit, talk a little bit, uh, kind of about your background and and how you got into this line of work? Oh, sure. Uh, so I I began my career actually as an AmeriCorps volunteer, um, not knowing that I wanted to do real estate or development, uh, but uh, volunteering for a local nonprofit housing provider and just really discovered that um, I, I enjoyed contributing my energy to a, a work product that directly enhances the quality of life for people and um, is something that, that all people experience, you know, every day. They, they are, um, it's just an integral part of our daily life development. Is. Um, and so the built environment is, you know, became, an interest and a passion as I, as I engage through that work. And then the variety and, and creativity involved in producing developments is always invigorating. So, um, I learned that quickly. And, uh, after AmeriCorps, I continued to work at a few uh, different nonprofit organizations that were providing affordable housing, really enjoyed that work and the complexity of it, uh, particularly the, the complexity of the financing is just really interesting. And then I uh, uh, moved to a commercial developer after that uh, uh, about 12 years ago now um, and transitioned to commercial development in a little bit broader scope. And so it's just every day is a new day, and that's that's really what I enjoy about it. Well, great. And I see from your resume that you attended McAllister College. I did, yes. I attended McAllister College, and I uh, actually participate as, a, as the uh, chair of the Highwind Fund a Committee, which is the, um, the, 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 not McAllister, but an affiliated entity of McAllister that supports economic and community development, uh, around the college. So I, I enjoy 
still engaging with my alma mater in that regard as well. Yeah, a lot of stuff has been happening there over the years. It's been fun to keep up with all their new projects and so forth. Uh, uh, pretty vibrant community there. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, well, great, uh, Maureen. Uh, well, it's been fun chatting with you, and, and good luck with the Ford development and your other endeavors. Anything else that you'd care to uh, add before I let you go? No, I really just appreciate the opportunity to have a conversation, and it's always nice to connect with people. And um, just looking forward to, you know, just looking forward to seeing everything unfold at the Ford site with our partners, and excited to to have some more um, momentum that we'll be able to share with everyone in the next couple months here. Great. Well, we'll, we'll look forward to hearing more about that as, as things move along. And uh, best wishes, and um, you know, hopefully we'll get through this whole coronavirus thing and, and just uh, get back to uh, putting the pedal to the pedal. <laughs> Absolutely. Get things going. So. Yep. Okay. Well, well thanks. Thanks, Brian. thanks again, Maureen. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe to Beyond the Skyline. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcasts. To learn more about finance and commerce, or to subscribe, go to our website, www.finance-commerce.com. I'm Joel Shetler, Editor of Finance and Commerce. Thank you again for listening to Beyond the Skyline.